Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, and welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran, and my guest today is Jonathan Lewis, who is the author of the new book, Brand vs. Wild, and he's also the partner and strategy director at McKee Wallwork and Company. Welcome, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Wonderful. So this is a really interesting book um, where you compare branding to surviving in the wilderness. And there's lots of parallels all through the book that you draw between um, you know, surviving in a in a harsh business environment to surviving in the wild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our our thoughts immediately go to Bear Grylls and uh, Man versus Wild, <laughs> and so on. Um, right. And you also draw lessons from uh, explorers like Stephenson and Shackleton, and so on. So, first of all, before we dive into the book, um, give us a give us a sense for what caused you to 
draw this comparison. This is an unusual uh, comparison between branding and business environments and survival in the wild. So what caused you to draw this, uh, this comparison or this analogy? Well, first, uh, it was pretty incredible when I discovered it. Uh, I thought I, I was drawn to the analogy, which is really um, connected quite strongly between, you know, the correlation between all of these survival stories and the latest in survival psychology and, and how business people uh, making pretty tough decisions and pretty wild circumstances uh, act. It's a pretty strong correlation. And so I was drawn to it when I started to sort of discover that this thing existed. But even more than that, you know, the, the environment I'm operating in as I try to guide my clients and the environment we're all operating in as we try to guide our companies is a wilderness today. The uncertainty is only growing in the economy, in technology, in politics. And so the analogy is apt for the world we find ourselves in where old conceptions of success and, and methods for success just aren't quite working like they used to. Things are changing dramatically. So it's it's not only relevant to today's world, but I find myself in it myself as I, I grapple with how do we thrive in the midst of this economic and and political turmoil in our world. Right, and so you found a number of uh, number of parallels, um, and one of the one of the most interesting ones uh, from your book um, is the parallel with uh, Ernest Shackleton. Um, where when he goes to explore um, the North Pole and then he loses all his men. Um, just walk us through that parallel. Um, you talk about how leaders can learn about endurance from Shackleton. Um, so talk, talk, uh, talk about that, if you would. Yeah, I mean, one of the most interesting things about this connection is, is really fundamentally, there's very little difference between a group of people in the middle of the wilderness, in a desert, on top of a mountain, trying to grapple with that challenge. And you and I, as we're grappling with any sort of challenge in the boardroom, psychologically, we're going through the very same predictable response to disruption, very same stages. And when you look at all the case studies and you look at all of our own proprietary research into business and then correlate it with survival psychology, it's quite stunning. So then you pull in these real-life stories of, of Ernest Shackleton, who in the positive sense is one of the great explorers we can look to to understand how to keep calm, how to keep a position of leadership, how to inspire courage in the midst of some of the most hellish circumstances on Earth. And so Ernest Shackleton, very famous for his exploration of, of Antarctica and, and other places, um, primarily the book focuses on his trip to Antarctica where he was really trying to be the first to uh, traverse, that is go from one side to the other, uh, Antarctica. And as he's down there, he, his ship and all of his men are trapped between these converging massive ice fields that, that trap his ship and it, and it can no longer um, you know, go at will. And so they, they float for a number of weeks and they're in great peril until finally the ice crushes their ship and they're, they're forced onto the ice. Um, and that is really the beginning of, of their turmoil, where they thought they were, there was always hope that the, the ice fields would dissipate. But at that moment, they knew they were in for it. So they began to try to, they knew that their, their expedition to, to traverse Antarctica was over. There was no way they could accomplish that um, anymore. 
but thus began the great journey to try to just survive. So they attempted several um, expeditions just to travel by foot. They eventually um, uh, uh, arrived at a certain uh, place where they had a few choices. They could try to um, sit it out, hope that some help would come, but nobody knew they were in, in dire straits. They could try to make this great journey um, near Hell Elephant Island, uh, which was nearly impossible. They had to traverse some of the worst waters on Earth, most dangerous waters. Um, and so they decided, he took volunteers and decided to take this great voyage. In a small little um, little lifeboat, they decided to try to make this 800-mile journey with primitive tools and the, the worst conditions on Earth. And they actually took turns on this entire journey. Somebody was always on deck, day and night, chipping away at the ice because the ice was quickly it was sinking the ship. So in any case, through, through all of this great journey, Ernest Shackleton never lost one man. And not only that, he, he kept his men um, almost, almost excited or jubilant as they tried to survive. He kept them in, in a place of, of high morale. And so his lessons are incredible. When you look at how he focused on morale as not just something that's sort of a fluffy business concept, but something that actually kept them alive, that was part and parcel of their own survival, of how he tackled uncertain environments and made pretty difficult decisions with very little information and ended up being right and ended up proving that in, in an environment with very little information, a lot of uncertainty, you can actually make good decisions if you know how to go through the right decision-making process. And the place you have to start, you and I, as we're we're facing our own uncertainties in, in this modern economy, is we have to understand ourselves. That's where we have to start. We have to understand how predictable our response is to bad, um, bad decision-making and unexpected challenges. We're going to make bad decisions, and we're going to do it in a predictable way. If we don't know ourselves and we don't know human nature, then really there's no chance. Yeah, that's perfect. So... Um Based on some of these um, uh, some of these examples in the book, you talk about uh, a very simple principle that a lot of people, uh, especially in the Air Force, have have uh, implemented, um, called OODA, um, which is which is really interesting. Well, we're going to take a short break in a minute or two. Um, so jump into that whole idea, uh, which is basically how um, pilots during the Korean War, uh, especially John Boyd, uh, was able to uh, outrun um, the Russian MiG fighters, which were much more uh, much more agile and were able to maneuver much better. But American pilots were able to uh, win in dogfights because of this this concept of OODA. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but in the minute we have um, before we go into our little break, um, talk a little bit, if you would, about that we can get from Shackleton's experience. So first and foremost, um, something was developed out of this research called the bearing cycle. And, and this is the idea that if you don't know what to do, if you're trying to find your way in the wilderness, if you're lost, there's a certain method to orient yourself and get out. And so the bearing cycle starts with a short-term objective. You, you, know, you want to conquer the world. You want to achieve some you know, enormous objective. That's fine. 
But if you're lost, you need to just make it to that mountain or find a river or whatever the case may be. So in a business environment, you need to, to establish your short-term achievable objective. And then as you head towards your objective, you need to stack your stones along the way. And, and one of the methods that any survivalist will tell you to avoid being lost is as you're traveling, stack stones behind you and look back every so often and make sure the stones are aligned in a straight line. And if you're wandering in circles, which your research tells us that we do, obviously the stones will be misaligned. So as you stack your stones, that's how you're, you're measuring your performance as you're getting closer to your short-term goal. There's a lot of ways to do this in business, of course. But then once you make it there, and this is something Ernest Shackleton really emphasized, is you confirm you've made it. When you made it to the mountaintop, when you've achieved whatever that short-term goal is, you need to confirm you made it with the whole team and celebrate. And so Ernest Shackleton would use any excuse in the most dire circumstances. He used any excuse to celebrate. It didn't matter if, if somebody you know, caught a fish that day or if it was somebody's birthday or whatever the case may be. They were constantly bringing people together, trying to keep morale high because he knew the moment morale dipped, the moment people believed there was no hope, that would be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you know, if you're lost, it, there is a, a way out. It's called the bearing cycle. Get your short-term objective, stack your stones along the way, and then confirm and celebrate before you move on to the next thing. Fantastic. That is that is superb advice. Um, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Jonathan Lewis. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And we're back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Jonathan Lewis, who is the author of the new book, Brand vs. Wild, 
um, and he's also the partner and strategy director at McKee Wallwork and Company. So, Jonathan, before the um, break, we were talking about um, Shackleton's attempts um, to maintain morale despite you know, absolutely challenging circumstances in, in Antarctica. Um, that was really, really good stuff. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed um, about the book was the the whole story around John Boyd um, and the principle of OODA, the OODA loop, uh, or is it the OODA loop? OODA. Um, <laughs> the OODA loop. OODA loop, yeah. Um, that uh, pilots uh, in the Korean War um, developed and it was kind of became part of training. Um, you know, I think that that makes a really interesting story and I think there's lots of parallels that we can draw from it to modern business environments. But uh, what is what is the OODA loop? Uh, how did they how did uh, they come to systematize it? What was the discovery that led to it, and how has that uh, that transformed uh, pilot training in the Air Force? And what lessons can we learn from it? Um, take us through that, if you would, please. Absolutely. You know, this is the part of the book as we're we're exiting the wilderness and all the survival psychology that tends to hold down groups of people, and which is highly correlated with how how you and I act in the business place or the workplace. Um, now we're entering into the to the world of how do we change and adapt and actually create systems that are flexible and adaptive and able to take uh, on change and be really fundamentally, which is the whole point of the book, fundamentally resilient. How do we build systems that are resilient in the midst of chaos, in the midst of uncertainty? So um, John Boyd is this fascinating person, historical figure, really, who if you're in military circles, you, you may have heard of, you may hate him, you may love him. Outside of that, largely unknown, which is a surprise because he's, he's been so influential in, in military strategy over the last hundred years. And really, he got his start, um, he, he got his name, he made his name in the Korean War where he became one of the, our best ace fighter pilots. And he got the nickname 42nd Boyd because he would challenge any new recruit, any, any new guy, any rookie – um, you know, we can let's go up in the air and do a dogfight. I'll start in front of you, and I'll, and my challenge to you is I can get behind you in the kill zone within 40 seconds, um, and if if not, uh, I'll pay you. Um, so he never lost that bet. He was able to. Time. He's an incredible pilot. In any case, but he only was, paid them forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, he and he never had to pay. Yeah, so, right. Well, it's so incredible about his story. Not only is he, he he's an amazing pilot, clearly, but he he took his lessons in the air. He developed this OODA loop and an understanding of decision making, really, in, in high in pressure situations. He then took that and he actually was influential in designing the F fifteen, the F sixteen. His concepts would change air warfare across the world. He also was the key strategist behind the left hook strategy in the first Gulf War. I mean, an incredible military mind, but also quite disdained, quite hated within the Pentagon and military circles, because he kind of said like, he didn't play the game. He, he tried not to play the politics, and he kind of said it like it was, made a lot of enemies because he did that. But in, in the air, he began noticing that although these MiG fighters had, had a great advantage in speed and maneuverability, the American pilots were still able to win. They were still winning these dogfights, and, and he, he didn't understand. It was kind of a weird concept to him. So he began developing what he called the OODA loop, 
which is OODA, Observe, Orient, Decide, Act. And he broke down any decision-making process, especially high-pressure situations, into those four steps. And what he discovered was, even though the the, um, American planes were a little less maneuverable, a little less quick, they had much better viewability. They, They could see the battlefield quicker which allowed the pilots to observe. They had, they had a, a much uh, bigger advantage in observation, which then gave them a bigger advantage in decide, in that third step of deciding. So even though the, other, the competition or the other um, uh, soldiers in this case, they could move quicker, they, didn't ha- they weren't getting information as quickly or deciding as quickly. And so he went on to really institutionalize this OODA loop where if you can understand your own strengths and weaknesses between um, orienting, observing, deciding, and acting, understand your, your competitor's strengths and weaknesses there, and then build systems that allow you to go through quicker. And the whole idea is the quicker you can go through an OODA loop, the faster uh, you'll disrupt the loop. Because as once you finish your OODA cycle, your OODA loop cycle, the enemy has to restart theirs. They have to reorient and reobserve and then decide once more. And that's what we see in a lot of, of the disrupted industries today, where it's not that, that Sears and Walmart and Target aren't these behemoths with great strength and scale. Yes, of course they are. But these new entrants, of course, Amazon, um, they're coming in and they have much quicker OODA loops. They're able to, to uh, observe and orient to a very different marketplace and react to customers' needs in a much quicker way so that it's putting Walmart and Sears on the back pedal. You know, they're sort of, they're playing catch-up, they're playing defense. They're constantly having to restart their OODA loop as Amazon is finishing theirs. So it's a wonderful way to be agile and, and really implement quick decision-making. And you make a, you make a good example uh, in the book about uh, JCPenney uh, where complacence and, you know, uh, to, a de- to a degree, a level of arrogance prevented them from uh, innovating as quickly. And you also give the example of uh, Circuit City, for example, where they lost focus um, and, you know, they bought a Canadian retailer, um, a bunch of other things, but they had lost focus and so on. So um, how, do you, how do you relate to... Um, those two examples in the retail industry of um, the the OODA loops. I mean, uh, tie that back for us, if you would. Yeah, it's interesting. When, when you look at JCPenney, um, the the largest problem for JCPenney had, had very little to do with a good plan or good strategy or great talent. It actually had to do with internal uh, dynamics where the, the culture – would not adopt a new way of, of performing business. So uh, we all know the case study of JCPenney. They brought in Ron Johnson from Apple. He was supposed to change the world, change retail. And he came in and had all of these Apple-esque ideas and was going to be you know, low, low cost all the time, no more discounts. The problem was he, he never moved to the headquarters. He kept his home in California. He spent millions of dollars recruiting other Apple employees and sort of created this little fiefdom at the top of JCPenney. Um, he didn't communicate all that well with the, the existing JCPenney employees. And there this, this culture war began internally where every change he wanted to make was um, undermined and there was passive aggression throughout the operation. So that the, the greatest lesson we can learn from that is 
you know, Ron Johnson, arguably, I think he had a very brilliant plan, but a plan isn't enough. You have to have your team. You have to have high morale. You have to have the culture aligned and focused. Otherwise, um, it doesn't matter. And that's something we saw in the survival psychology aspect of things where the greatest difference between the Ernest Shackletons and the Stephansons and, and, and all of these um, leaders who face adversity and made it and leaders that faced adversity and failed had very little to do with how much supplies they brought or how smart or talented they were or how strong they were. It had everything to do with their ability to guide internal dynamics, focus, courage, consistency, alignment. That was the difference between those that succeeded and those that, that didn't. I think Circus City, on the other hand, their arrogance, of course, they were they were they pioneered that um, style of big box, and they were so successful. They began to take their eye off the ball, ma- making weird um, acquisitions, kind of getting into other businesses. They also got to the point where they were so beholden to state to their um, their uh, uh, shareholders that they begin to spend the cash they had in reinvesting in their own stock. To the point that when the, the market crashed in 2008-2009, they, they were cash-strapped. They didn't have any more money. They had all this enormous inventory. And instead of being resilient and adaptive, they had to just shut things down. So in their case, their own success was the beginning of their ruin. Uh, where they, they took their off the ball the and became arrogant. They thought, you know, what made them successful will continue to make them successful. And that just isn't hacked? the case anymore because Is the world's too uncertain. Is your website displaying error messages or yeah, loading I think slowly? That, that makes a really, Even really if there are point. no signs of We're malicious activity, break, your site may back, still we'll be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And my guest today is Jonathan Lewis, who is the author of the new book, Brand vs. Wild. Um, So, Jonathan, before the the break, we were talking about all these different examples of um, people that had excellent plans, but... uh, the execution left something to be desired. And so 
you know, the, the, the companies ran into trouble and um, they've, you know, in many cases like Circuit City doesn't exist anymore. Um, and there have been other, other examples like that. So with all of these, all of these changes that have been happening, um, what, um, what are you most excited about for the future? I think um, I'm excited about this concept of partnering with technology rather than fighting technology. And, and you know, a lot of the topics today have to do with automation and artificial intelligence. And if, you, if you're not in that world, it's easy to be afraid. It's easier to, to hunker down, stick your head in the sand, and just hope that that doesn't affect you. And, and we all know that that's, uh, you know, not going to work. We're all affected today and going to be affected by the changes in technology that are coming so quickly. But there's this, this idea of a centaur team. And, and um, a centaur team, which I, I believe really grew out of um, the military, as the military has looked at, at leveraging artificial intelligence and, and other forms of technology in that world. A centaur is essentially a human artificial intelligence team. And what they discovered is, is you know, we've all seen these great chess message, uh, sorry, uh, chess matches between chess masters and mm-hmm. some computer, right, over the years. And yep. and through that time, you know, a lot of rooting for the artificial intelligence because, that wow, what a great leap when they can beat the humans. And some are bemoaning the loss of our humanity as, as people keep losing and losing. Well, what they learned is that the greatest chess team in the world is not a chess player, human chess player, and it's not even an artificial intelligence. It's a combination of the two. A human team with artificial intelligence can beat either, can beat all the artificial intelligence or humans, because we're actually made better when we partner with the artificial intelligence. And that same concept is something I'm trying to really encourage among our clients, among my own staff. As we look at the changes, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's really something to be embraced because it can the, the technology can make us better. It can serve the, the public and our customers better if we're willing to embrace it. And so I don't know if you've seen that new movie or, or fairly recent movie, Hidden Figures, starring Kevin Costner about NASA and, and, yes. and all the, the math behind the movie. Uh, but one of the pivotal uh, subplots happening throughout is um, it, at the beginning of the movie, you learn that there's all these what they call com- calculators or computers. Right. It's this whole this whole department of people who calculate all the math for the people working at NASA. And as they're doing this work throughout the whole movie, there's this new computer being installed by IBM that they can't quite figure out how to make work. Well, the right. boss of the of the calculators, she understands that change is coming. Their entire department is about to be outmoded. So she spends the entire movie sneaking into the IBM computer and trying to figure out how to make it work. And spoiler alert, uh, by the end, the, the IBM engineers can't do it, but she figures out how the computer work. And she saves all of her department's jobs because all of a sudden their job is to go and run even faster computations through that computer. And it's the same truth that you and I need to embrace today that instead of hiding or disparaging technology, we need to learn how to embrace it for our own particular jobs. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that is really important. Um, now, a lot of uh, our listeners, I'm sure, are intrigued by your work. 
Um, do you do you take on clients for branding uh, within your company, uh, or if if people wanted to get in touch with you to understand a little bit more about how they can navigate the the, the, the current uh, environment, how might they get in touch with you? Sure. Yeah, we actually work specifically with brands that are stalled, stuck, or stale, and so we're we're turnaround experts, and we understand the the internal dynamics that often cause. Uh, all of the stalled growth issues within companies. So, uh, if you'd like to get a hold of me or my company, of course, you can find the book. When uh, I'm sorry, versus Wild on Amazon or really anywhere books are sold. You can learn more about me at JonathanDavidLewis.com. And um, if you want to get in touch or, or talk about any p- potential projects, that'd be a great place to go as well. Excellent. So, JonathanDavidLewis.com is the place that. Um, people would go to get in touch with you uh, and um, uh, brand versus wild is available um, wherever books are sold amazon.com Barnes and Noble etc so this is this is a great book I've enjoyed it uh, Jonathan thank you so much um, it's a tremendous book lots of great insights so I would I'd strongly recommend our listeners to go pick up a copy and uh, check it out The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.